This podcast is part of a series of podcasts produced by the Analysis Mason Cloud Practice on cloud native networks and cloud native automation. In this episode, we'll be taking a look at data and AI and the role they play in achieving cloud native network automation. Adora, you said on the webinar you held recently with your cloud team colleagues that operations of cloud native networks will lead to an explosion in data generated by that network. Why is that? Thanks, Caroline, for your for your question. Um, one key trend we see with the rollout of cloud native networks is the growth in the number of network components that that will need to be managed by by operators. Now. As, and, and, and this is because as network functions become more cloud native, the network begins to move from being powered by heavily monolithic applications to, to network functions that are fully disaggregated um, from the physical infrastructure, but also from the platforms on which they run on and are built based on numerous microservices. Now, each of these microservices um, has its own data store and generates multiple data assets in real time and in multiple formats. Now, and, and, and it is not just the network functions that will generate all this data. The, the, the cloud infrastructure on which they run will, will generate the data. The orchestration tools managing the life circles of these network functions will also be generating data, as well as the APIs that enable um, communications um, between the different components within the cloud native stack to, to communicate and interact with each other. And, 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 and all of these um, will will generate valuable um, data assets, uh, telemetry data um, um, that, that, that will you know, come from different instances of the network, running in different locations across the network, and different nodes, gateways as well, all coming, all coming through um, from, from, from the network. So what CSP should expect to see as they implement cloud native networks is a deluge in the data and the types of data um, um, coming from the networks, including logs and, and events. Now, managing all of this data will be a challenge that needs to be fully addressed to progress in, in CSP's journeys when it comes to cloud native automation. So in what way can um, operators leverage these growing data sets to achieve cloud native automation? Thanks, Caroline. That's that's an interesting question. And I'll I'll say that there are two ways to address this. One is for CSPs to identify more effective ways to collect, manage, and store data. And second is to identify ways to mine this data, more importantly, um, in, in, in real time to enable the automated control of, of the cloud native networks. Now, real-time analytics will be critical given the ephemeral nature of, of a cloud native environment and the need for the network to quickly react to incidents that will impact network performance and consequently the quality of services delivered by the network. Now, this brings us to the need for CSPs to utilize data to achieve highly observable networks. But you may say, um, Caroline, and to me, we've always observed networks. Isn't that what we do in the network operating centers using network monitoring tools? Well, in our view, monitoring and observability are completely different concepts. And in the webinar that we had, um, um, I have discussed what observability is and why it, it is important. Um, we'll also be producing another podcast shortly where we'll provide more information um, on the research that we've been doing around the concept of observability. 
But one thing, though, to bear in mind is that um, observability as a concept enables operators to really um, get an understanding of the state of the network at any point in time. And this would involve collecting data from different parts of, of, of the cloud native of the cloud native network stack. Now, what we see in the market is that there are several observability to observability tools, um, but these tools are actually addressing observability requirements at different layers of, of, of the cloud native stack. So it is actually the consolidation and analysis of data from observability tools that may be occurring in different layers of the cloud native stack that really drive the objectives of cloud native automation. And, and for CSPs that invest in, in this full stack observability, observability tool sets, um, they will be able to um, model um, and, and perform more advanced and advanced analytical workflows, which will then be critical to operating the cloud native operations. Now, a good example that we see are some of the green, as is, is seen in what, in what some of the greenfield operators are doing, the likes of Rakuten and Dish, who have already kicked off um, their mobile network journeys using cloud native networks. One may say that they've got the advantage because, uh, because they've, they've actually started off um, from, from, from the beginning running their networks using cloud native principles. However, it is important to also see the, the path that they are taking and we and we cover a, a couple of these in, in the research that we that we do on the topic of observability. Okay, thank you. So you seem to be saying that uh, observability will yield more data, uh, and the more data means better insights uh, and and uh, and and better ways of uh, automating or or more insightful, uh, more insights to drive that 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 automation. So I guess um, one of the questions here that we 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 do have to ask is how well suited are operators' current network data environments to uh, to support full stack observability. Well, our, our view um, in terms of what we're seeing um, from, 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 from operators is that for most of them, the current environments are not well suited to meet the, the requirements for, for, for observability and requirements for cloud native automation. At the moment, what we see is that they require constant upgrades in terms of um, storage capacity um, and, and do not scale quickly to meet these needs. Now, because because there's a lot of demanding in increasing storage capacity because there's a lot more data to to store and manage a lot of time and cost um, in terms of budget and manpower is spent just trying to you know bring in that 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 storage capacity now but to meet the requirements for full stack observability um and and then achieve cloud native automation csps must you know, begin to rethink the existing data architecture to avoid these issues. And, and this means changing the way um, the view how data is collected, processed and stored, and how this data is then exposed for further analysis to generate the insights necessary to trigger workflows for, 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 for automation. So in the webinar, um, we, we, we did discuss the key components that these new data architecture will, will possess, including the data sources, which will um, include cloud native network functions, not just the OSS tools reporting on the performance of the network functions. And, and this is particularly important because um, the network functions if they are cloud native, will be architected to, 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 to generate telemetry data directly into um, a data environment that can collect and store and store this data. Um, 
the, the data sources will not just um, be able to generate the data, but also be able to, to take action on insights coming out of data that's that's analyzed. Now, other components of this architecture, which will need to be considered, would then include the collection framework, the processing capabilities, storage and analytics or, or intelligence layers. Now, the analytics layer will be driven by AI, artificial intelligence techniques, um, such as machine learning, um, because of its robust capability to in analyzing very large volumes of data at very fast speeds. Typical use cases that these that these tools and artificial intelligence tools can address would include anomaly detection, correlation, baseline, and predictive capabilities that will be critical to cloud native automation. Um, it's also important that 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 this architecture really um, 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 possesses all of these features to fully meet the requirements for an environment to be fully observable, but also able to drive cloud native automation. Great. So finally, what trends are you seeing currently um, of, uh, that reflect the steps that operators are taking to create those data environments you've just uh, described that support observability and cloud native automation? Thanks, Caroline. Now, what we're seeing, uh, or we're seeing both Brown and Greenfield CSPs making investments in tools and, and services to, to really achieve the right architecture for, for cloud native automation. Now, for the Brownfield operators, uh, we're seeing the likes of Orange and Vodafone um, beginning to modernize the data architecture for their network environments. They are both taking a hybrid approach, um, which which um, was described in, in the webinar and are working with um, public cloud providers like GCP to enable the, the storage and analytical functions needed to operate um, and automate the functions of, of, of cloud native environments. We are also seeing operators like Telefonica re-architecting their environments for networks. But um, the approach Telefonica is taking um, at the moment does not currently look at the use of public cloud infrastructure to, to support that architecture. Maybe somewhere along the line, they might consider that, but at the moment, most of its activities um, operate within and taking, taking consideration on premise and private cloud capabilities. Now, we are also seeing the greenfield players like DISH also, you know, building very robust data environments um, to support cloud native automation. Um, a good example is there is, 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 a, is an announcement that, um, that they made with um, Confluent, um, Confluent and Comprated to, 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 to enable cloud native data streaming with, with Apache Kafka um, um, to, to really facilitate real-time analytics applications within, within DISH's cloud native um, environment. Now, the robust um, capabilities and, and scaling of public cloud infrastructures really um, makes this environment appeal to operators, particularly when it comes to storing data, because they can scale this environment as quickly as possible um, and, and do, do not have to face the, the, the downturn turn around, around you know, um, the time it will take and the cost it will take to, to, to do all of that. Now, the proximity that they also enjoy um, from from locating data or storing data um, to the analytical tools needed to analyze the data also makes um, environments from GCP um, appealing for for operators. Now our view is that CSPs are 
very well still in the in the very early stages of transforming the, the network environment um, needed to, to to drive cloud native automation. And 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 while most CSPs are, are running data in in on premise, we expect them to move um, some functions to you know move some functions, particularly the storage and analytical workflows to the public cloud, like the likes of Orange and Vodafone are doing at the moment, and then keep some functions on-premise for specific reasons, reasons around regulations and cost, keeping some of those, keeping those functions like data ingestion and collection on-premise, and then keeping storage and analytics in the, in, in the public cloud. Now, in the future, um, what we expect is current siloed network environments becoming more unified and these environments now evolving to really to really um, bring to light the capabilities that, that will be needed for cloud native automation. So on that note, uh, we've come to the end of the podcast. Thank you all for listening. There is more content on this topic on the Analysis Mason website. To automatically receive future episodes, please subscribe to Analysis Mason podcast. Thank you all for listening.